This is an SJC Radio production. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Pit Stop is your one-stop shop for all your motorsport news. Easy to listen to and informative. You don't have to be a motorhead to enjoy this weekly stroll through everything motorsport. Welcome to episode 18 of season 8 of Pit Stop. Uh, on this week's episode, I'm talking to Finn about his uh, trip to the Festival of Speed and also Stephen about his trip to the Brands Hatch uh, British Superbikes. Before we start, I'm going to do a couple of shout outs, Finn. Uh, the first one is to your friend Mike Ogbert. But no, Mike is actually Nick's friend. They both worked at Boundary Oak School over 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Who, um, he's from Australia, you probably know that. He's from a place called Gugong. Gugong, uh, which, is, which is near, it's near Canberra, which is the capital of Australia. Uh, now Mike, he's not a motorsports fan at all. Uh, but he tells me that he enjoys listening to our show. He finds it very relaxing, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, another shout out, Finn. Here we go. After I left your house this morning, I went to the Sourdough Bakehouse on Elm Grove in Southsea. Gotcha. And I bumped into Katie Woodward. Now, yeah. do you remember Katie Woodward? No. She was in your brother's year. Max would know her. She was working in the Sourdough Bakehouse. And um, I was telling her about our podcast and she, you know, she said uh, she'd like to listen to it. So hopefully she's going to this now. You never know. Now, Finn, you went to the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Uh-huh. Can you tell me, before we talk about what you saw, how you, how you got tickets to go? Well, my dad was working there, so he got me a spare one. And oh. then I was supposed to go on a Saturday. Yeah. And then it was rained off, so I went with some other people. Yeah, you're very lucky, actually, because if the Saturday was cancelled, I, I don't think so much because of the rain, I think because of the wind. The wind. Um, how were you able to get a ticket for Saturday? Can you explain that? For, sorry, for Sunday. My mum's friend's brother was working in the McLaren bit or something. Yeah. So they got me one. And they, they, had, they had, did they have a spare ticket or something? No, they managed to get one last minute. Well, that's good. 
because I imagine ninety nine percent of people who had a ticket for Saturday uh, mm. weren't able to go at all. Um, now you had to go very early in the morning, didn't you? Which I understand you weren't terribly happy about. What time did you depart Southsea? Nick, I had to wake up at just gone five. Really? And that, that, now, yeah. I'm surprised by that because can, can you tell our listeners what time you normally get up in the holidays? Half ten, eleven. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can see why you weren't terribly happy about getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Then. Now, actually, funny enough, Finn, really? I, when I work, I get up at quarter, quarter to five. So yeah. I'm quite used to that. Now, okay. Fair enough. So when you got there, Finn, can you tell us a little bit before you tell us about the individual cars, how you spent the day? Did you. Yeah. Uh, spent a lot of my day at Goodwood by Malcolm Corner. Yes. So, I mean, there's a lot there because there's, there's a rally stage. Did you, yeah. Did you, I watched, I did, did look at that for a bit, yeah. So you, you saw some rally cars then? Yeah. Uh, did you, there's lots of stalls there saying lots of merchandise. Did you look around those? Briefly, yeah. Yeah. But I don't spend money. So. Yeah, funny enough, I was going to say that to our listeners. The one thing I know about you, Finn, is you don't like spending money. Yeah. Not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. So that's quite good, actually, because when I've been to Festival of Speed, I love all the stalls, you know, with all the sort of pictures, the magazines, the, the model. There must have been lots of model mm-hmm. cars there as well. You know, I want to spend time at the stalls, but at the same time, we're looking around the stalls. You can hear the cars on the track. You want to see them as well. So. There's a lot going on there, isn't there? So you spent most of your time at, at Malcolm. Yeah. Is it Malcolm Corner? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good place to watch, actually. Very good. Okay, so what for you were the best, the the, the, the best bits, the best cars that you saw? My uh, favorite bit was the little like time thing. Oh, you mean the... with uh, all the when all they went up the hill? Yeah. The showdown. Yeah. Yes, the do they call that a shootout? Yeah, that's it. That's it. And well, I mean, I, I watched, I watched the cars in the shootout. One car stood out for me. Which which car stood out for you? Subaru. Yeah. Was it? Yes, you. Yes, and a chap called Travis Pastrana. Yes, that's yeah. right. And you were you on the entrance or exit of Malcolm Corner? Uh, I was towards the entrance. Yeah. I was sort of in the middle, but I was closer to the entrance and the exit. So, you you saw that big slide then as he came around the corner. The late, oh yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, I mean that for me, from the things that I've seen on, on YouTube, that for me was the, the most dramatic uh, moment. Mm-hmm. What cars uh, impressed you, sort of? Apart from I the- liked all the vintage Formula One cars. Any in particular? They were pretty cool. Any in particular stand out? Uh, Ninety-two Mansell. Yeah. You took a, 76 hunt yeah you, you took a video of the 92 mansell one that was very good i liked i like the click house yes i was going to say i've just been looking through the program you gave me and mm-hmm. very impressed with the number of uh, le mans cars there were there and that, there was quite a few yeah yeah that click house uh is the one that came third in last year's le mans and that was the one which i told you you know had my name mm-hmm. on the side of it albeit in very small writing along with yeah. lots of other people's names. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the, the program here at the Le Mans cars. There are lots of Porsches because, of course, it's 
Porsche's... It's 85. No, I think it's 70th anniversary. No. Oh I might be mistaken. I think it's the 70th anniversary. Oh, on that subject, um, you know the big sculpture in front of the house? Yeah. That, that was obviously a Porsche sculpture with sort of Porsche cars on it, wasn't it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It was. When I... When I was skiing quite a few years ago in Chavinia, I was talking to a chap at breakfast and I asked him what he did. His job, would you believe it, was designing those sculptures at the front of the, those big displays at the front of the house. That was his job. He said, oh, I designed Gosh. the displays in the front of the Goodwood House at Festival of Speed. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's um, pretty cool. Now, now, in terms of Le Mans cars, um, did you see the gold Jota Porsche 963 go up the hill? Uh, I could well have. You could well have. Okay, it didn't say it again. What was the name of it? The the the, the, the golden coloured Jota Porsche 963. So this is this uh, this is the this year's uh, you know Porsche Le Mans car, and, and the Jota one is a, a privateer car. I did, yes. You did see that. Another car I really, really like. I think one of the categories that is, that is they had sick. was, uh, sorry, se- sorry, it was seventy-five years of Porsche. They were celebrating. One of my yeah. now, you may or may not know, Finn. My favourite car of all time is the Porsche nine five six or Porsche nine six two. They're basically the same car, yeah. and they have one of the Porsche nine five sixes going up the hill. Was one of my all-time mm-hmm. favourite colour schemes, the Skull Bandit kind of okay. white and with some green on it and with a cowboy on the front I don't know if you saw that at all but um, that's certainly one of my all time favourite cars um, yeah. anything else stand out any other sports cars you're impressed by I really liked the McLaren Solus GT now now what the is, one that won it uh, is that the one that won the, the, the sprint the shootout. Mm-hmm. Right, very good. Yeah. Excellent. Um, here's a good question. Would you go again for Festival of Speed? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. I've, I've been about three times. Um, yeah, it's, it's a brilliant uh-huh. event, isn't it? But you you, mm-hmm. you were certainly very lucky going there, Finn, because if it wasn't for those friends having a spare ticket or whatever, then yeah. there's no way you would have gone. I mean... Just there would have been literally tens of thousands of people who'd have been so very upset on Saturday. I'll tell you what, though, they made the right decision. There's no way Saturday could have taken place because w- with the high winds, all the stalls would have gone, all the gazebos where the stalls are would have gone yeah. flying through the air. It would have been a complete, um, would have been a complete disaster. So that's the first time, of course, for you. That's the first time you've actually seen racing cars. You've seen obviously racing motorbikes at last year's MotoGP. That's your first mm-hmm. ever, isn't it, experience of seeing yeah. racing cars. Yeah. And they also had, so just mentioning bikes there, they also had been looking at the MotoGP bikes. They had quite a lot of those, didn't they? And, uh, saw, the, um, saw a gas gas bike. Yes. There was a Ducati. Yeah, I noticed that they, they, they had quite a few. They had the Quattro, you know, Quattro, uh, yes. agonised Ducati. Yeah, they did. Um, there was a couple of old, cool old ones, which I quite liked. Yeah. No, I was very impressed. I, was, I, I, I wasn't expecting... Expecting them to have 2023 MotoGP bikes, but they're yeah. as well. I do love the white gas gas. I do love those gas gas colours. They are cool. It's just like it's so simple and it works just so well. It does. 
if now like you Finn, i'm not a big fan of spending money when i go mm -hmm. to the moto gp the only thing i will buy if it's there is a if there's a really nice gas gas t-shirt I, I would yeah. you know part with my money to buy one of those um yeah as you say it's a very simple color scheme but it works really really well then i think we'll i think we'll stop it there well okay. done for remembering it's the first time for quite a long time you've remembered so well yeah. done and uh all right you've got to make sure finn that you watch the MotoGP gp live or highlights because then you can quiz me about that when we next get together right thank you finn uh i'm now joined by stephen right before we talk about your trip to grand hatch for the british Superbikes, uh i want to talk a little bit about the uh, rider market in MotoGP and World Superbikes for 2024 because um, there are, to put it mildly, there's an awful lot of rumours going on about the changes uh, for next season. This is a result of uh, Pedro Costa going up to MotoGP next year, uh, top track in World Superbikes, leaving Yamaha and going to BMW, and also, we believe that Alex Rins uh, in MotoGP is moving from LCR Honda to the factory Yamaha seat. Um, your, your sort of thoughts about all of that, Steve? Well, I suppose the, the big one for me is is uh, who's going to replace Top Rack at Yamaha. Um, I think I think Yamaha have got a big problem because I think Top Rack is irreplaceable, and uh, they need to find somebody of his stature. Now, I have heard a rumor that. Jonathan Ray is perhaps looking at Yamaha because he's a bit disillusioned with the way things are going at Kawasaki and the development of the bike. Um, and he would be somebody of the, the stature they would want. The other side of the coin is I'm looking also across to MotoGP and, and Morbidelli, who's out of contract at the end of 23. If the rumours are true, or if it is true that Alex Rins is going to Yamaha, then he'll need to find a ride. And I think Yamaha would like him to go to World Superbike. Um, Again, somebody of that sort of stature would, would be what would be who they would, would be looking yeah. for. Yeah, I mean, I know that Yamaha are very keen to promote from within. So Morbidelli to Yamaha World Superbikes would be, for me, the obvious fit. Yeah. Um, however, you know, watching you know, free practice from Most yesterday afternoon, uh, James Tosland doesn't think that's going to happen. Um, because he believes there's no way Morbidelli could be competitive on a world superbike because the difference between riding a MotoGP bike and a world superbike is is huge. I, 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 I understand that. I understand that. I would, however, say that when Bautista moved across from um, MotoGP into world superbike in the beginning of 2019, he won the first 11 races off the bat. Uh, I mean, he didn't win the championship that year, but he was he, he took to it very quickly. So... Uh, it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. Um, can happen. And, um, you know, who knows? It may, you know, it could happen with, with Morbidelli. Yeah. And, and a sort of a, a thought that I had based on no rumours whatsoever, but if, if Yamaha, they're clearly looking for somebody who's going to win races, um, is Scott Redding going to stay at BMW uh, with Top Rat joining? Well, that's a bit. Could he possibly switch to Yamaha? Well, that's a big question. I mean, he, I think all we know is that he's staying. He will stay in the World Superbike paddock. We don't know who with. So, um, hey, maybe. Uh, I, I, he's a good rider. He's won races. Um, 
he could be a good fit. I I just think possibly if I was Yamaha, I'd I'd rather I'd rather probably go for try and get Jonathan Ray or, or Morbidelli. I think um, yeah. from my personal view, anyway. James Toseland, uh, he, he he thinks there's no way Jonathan Ray would leave Kawasaki. Um, and he might just be having those negotiations to improve his contract at Kawasaki. Yeah, I, I believe the top, I believe um, the top brass at Kawasaki been been across to, to Ireland to, uh, to, to to speak to him personally to try and get him to stay. Yeah, no, so they're, they're desperate for him to stay. No, very much. So again, there he's irreplaceable as well. Kawasaki. Yeah, uh, what we think might happen. Going back to Pedro Costa, who's definitely going to MotoGP. Uh, we think he's going to the Gas Gas team. Yes. We think that's a 99% certain. Um, and we think that Augusto Fernandez is going to go to LCR Honda at the seat, obviously, vacated by Alex Rins. Yes. However, um, another rider is very keen on that LCR Honda rider. It's Ica Lacrona. That's right. The current Honda World Superbike rider who's actually been filling in for Alex Rins. So uh, um, Ica Lacrona will be racing for LCR Honda at Silverstone. Um, so if he performs well, then then he clearly has a shout at that seat as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I think all will, I think everything will unfold obviously in, in yes. the next few weeks, but I, um, I, it is, it is fascinating. Oh, it is, it, it, it's endlessly fascinating, I know. And particularly as um, most, of the, most of the GP riders, motor GP riders are locked into the end of 24, there's, there is a lot to discuss even now with most of the riders actually staying put. So these key these key um, rides are yes are causing a great deal of interest. Yeah, and it'd be fascinating to see how it pans out. Before we talk about your trip to Brands Hatch, um, can we talk a little bit about World Superbikes as we speak? We're in, we're in the middle of the the check round for Most. Um, can can you give us a very brief summary of what's been happening this season? Yeah, I mean, it's been fairly straightforward in that um, my sort of initial fears were sort of realised, and, and that is that Bautista has completely dominated um, the first half of the season, winning all but one sprint race, I think, which Top Rat won. Um, that was until we got to Imola, and where Top Rack on the Sunday did the double. So I think the, f- the fight back begins. Um, Bautista didn't help himself by crashing in the in, in, in the second main race, but the the championship now after the round at Most first first day at Most is down to fifty three points, where it was up to sort of eighty and ninety plus difference between first and second. So Top Rack's been been scoring consistently, seconds and always podium where he can, and and now I think he's got a bit of momentum behind him. So I think the second half is going to be very very exciting, and um, hopefully it will be different yeah. to the first half, which was a bit a bit dominated. Yeah. Yes. And it- Possibly a repeat of the 2002 World Superbike Championship, where is it Colin Edwards yes. overhauled? Sure, Bayless, that's no. right. Colin Edwards on, on, on the Colin Castrol uh, Honda overhauled uh, yeah. Bayless and Ducati, and that epic, epic final race at Imola 2002, which a lot of people say is the greatest race you know in World Superbike ever. And I watched it live, and it was one for the ages. It was epic, yeah, epic. Talking about. Epic races and Imola. Um, the round, the, the recent World Superbike round at Imola, produced some incredible races. Oh, it didn't it? Did. I mean, Top Rack, what Top Rack was doing on that Yamaha, yes, getting sideways, under braking. I, 
I've never seen anything no, like that. No, the, the, the way he slides the bike is um, is otherworldly, really. And uh, um, again, it was Imola, a bit like Bayless and Edwards at Imola. Imola again races brilliantly and um, and uh, produced a fantastic race. Fantastic two races actually on the Sunday, so it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It, it was watching those Imola races which made me fully appreciate what a superstar top crack is. Oh, I think I think he's box office. I, I I think I think MotoGP it's MotoGP's loss that he he won't be going there. Um, I mean, he, he may do at some point, but probably not because he's getting on a bit in terms of his twenties. But I think he's box office, and I think they've missed a trick there by not having him in, in MotoGP. Uh, I think he's a, an astonishing talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after after this weekend, it's a summer break for World Superbikes. Uh, and then they resume in Magnicourt in France uh, in September sometime. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. uh, September the uh, the tenth, actually the ninth and the tenth. Let, let's move on to uh, British Superbikes uh, Europe Brands Hatch. Let's talk about the results first of yeah. all. In the first race, was it Kyle Ride on a Yamaha? No, it was right, his teammate Ryan Vickers. Um, Right, he won. He right. won the. He won the first. Well, he, he won the first race. It was uh, the first race was actually stopped because somebody right. had put some some some, some oil down um, and uh, it was stopped. So two thirds had been had been. Sorry, no, two thirds hadn't been reached. Half points were given. That's right. But it was his first win ever. Uh, in fact, it, it could have gone to another. Danny Kent was also in the mix, and that would have been his first race as well. So it was it was always going to go to a, a first time winner on the on 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 the on the race one. And the. The other two races were both won by... Tommy Bridewell. Now, am I right in saying, if we just very briefly summarise the, the first half of the Blue Superbike season, has it been a little, little bit like World Superbikes where Tommy Bridewell has dominated on the beginning? Uh, not really, no. It's been... Um, this season, the Jazz have come back strong. The last couple of seasons, they've been in the doldrums a bit. But this season, both... The Ducati riders have kind of shared the wins along with Carl Riders won a couple, but um, both Glenn and Tommy Bridewell have been sort of scoring equally. So the moment Tommy's got a bit of a a bit of flow going and that he's won uh, five of the last six races, but up until that point, um, it was pretty even Stephen between Glenn and Tommy. So I think it's um, the moment it's looking like Ducati's uh, are the dominant, but unlike World Superbike, both riders are in with a chance. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about about your week weekend at Brands Hatch because it was very much a, a weather affected weekend. Was. What was it like? I mean, I watched it all of it on television. Um, I was slightly envious uh, of you being there on the Sunday, not envious at all <laughs> about not being there on the Saturday. So, what was it like there on Saturday? Um, and I think you camped as yes. well. What was that like in, in those inclement weather um, conditions? When we got there, it was it was dry but overcast, and the rain the rain did did come uh, quite soon after we arrived. It wasn't too heavy, and at one point we thought it was it had stopped, and that was it. But then it then it came back again, um, and really rained throughout the day. But it, it, it did provide interest. I mean, um, what was good about it was that the Sunday was dry. So you've got the contrast between the wet Saturday racing and the dry Sunday racing. So I think had it been wet both days, that would have been fairly miserable. So I think it was good to contrast both both days. And, and, and the skills of the riders really in the wet is is, 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 is amazing to watch. Um, the camping side was okay. Um, I had a tent. My mate, Robin, who I went with, had a van. So we did have a dry, a dry base because it did rain through the evening and, and through the night. Um, so, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad because it, because it, 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 it Sunday morning was dry and sunny. 
that made it worthwhile. I think had that been wet, that would have been pretty miserable. How did you entertain yourself Saturday evening? Um, just sat in the van, chatting, really. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't. There was a concert on. There was a um, an ACDC tribute band, I think. Really? Uh, but we because it was wet. I, I believe they did play. I think we could hear something, but it. Yeah. We didn't fancy going up there because it was it was raining and very windy. So uh, yes. And, and and what about food? Did you did you cook or not, or, or in the evening? Uh, we ended up getting something at the circuit before we went back to the to the campsite. Yeah. So um, just at the end of the end of the day, so six o'clock, we got something at the circuit, and then we went back. So um, uh, no, we, we we were we were okay there. Yeah, in the end. But um, it was good to go. I hadn't camped uh, British Super for for over ten years. And a lot of people there camping. It was it was uh, it was nice actually in the morning when it was bright and sunny. It was lovely, great, lovely views across to London. It was it was a nice spot to camp. Yeah. And what about crowd size? Was it was it quite a big? No, crowd it was there? pretty reasonable actually. I've seen, I've seen it busier for the for the July meeting. It was pretty comfortable really. You could get anywhere you wanted. Um, uh, I, I imagine I imagine probably the the, the weather forecast would have been maybe yeah because I think I think the forecast was a bit worse for Sunday than it actually was in the end. It was. Lovely day, yeah. Watching on television, certainly the Sunday crowd looked pretty. Yeah, good yeah, it was it was it was good sized crowd, but again, it, 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 it's very manageable. You know, there's no there's never a problem. Getting, I like going to the sort of top part of the circuit, and uh, you know, not yeah. many go up there. I think that's one of the one of the great places to watch in racing. Actually, yeah. uh, that, that that top section of brands is fantastic. So uh, yeah, enjoyed that very much. What what are your were your sort of personal highlights from from the meeting? Um, I, um, oh, personal highlights. Uh, I enjoyed, um, well, I enjoyed seeing Superbikes again. I haven't, haven't seen Superbikes really since the, the end of the end of, uh, I hadn't really followed it as, as closely as I could have done. So actually it was good to get back in the groove really on Superbikes and in all the classes. Um, I actually quite enjoyed the, the BMW race. Actually, there was a sort of, uh, one make BMW race, which was a series of heats and kind of, uh, qualifying and fine that that was quite interesting following that all the way through actually i think i enjoyed that more than i thought i would actually um but yeah just just the racing was was great all the way through and uh, yeah thoroughly enjoyed there was a highlight though. they had um some 500 cc bikes going around uh, and one really? of them was being ridden by randy mamola yes so randy mamola was on one wow. john hopkins was on another and neil mckenzie was on another so they, they did some demonstration acts on the saturdays and that was quite special seeing those those two stroke 500 ccs from the late 70s going round actually that was that was quite good that's good well you obviously enjoyed it because you're planning on going to the next round aren't you yes we're going to go on the sunday to thruxton just for the day um it's uh close enough uh my mate robin is is keen to go so i thought we'd uh we'd uh, take in another round i've not been to thruxton for years so um uh britain's fastest circuit i think it still is so uh, yeah mm. looking forward to that very well, much that'll be interesting because thruxton i think has always been a yamaha circuit um, possibly yes. Because Tommy, because Bri- Tommy Bridewell isn't confident that the that the Ducati is going to do well. Okay, at okay. I mean, for what I saw at Brands Hatch, there'd be no reason why they shouldn't. They've certainly got the speed and everything, and uh, yeah. I, I I don't see why they wouldn't be. But we we'll have to wait and see. We we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I just guess it's historically they haven't yes. gone that well. There. I mean, last year it was the racing at last year's Stockton round and the BSB was unbelievable it was the three yamahas wasn't yes, it? yes that's right yes it was it was um, the, the racing was sensational so gosh if it's anything like last year's races uh it's going yeah. to be uh, fantastic it's going to be great 
Very good. Excellent. I think we'll leave it there. I think our next recording of Pit Stop will be in a couple of weeks' time when it's my turn to report from a race meeting because I'm off to uh, Silverstone for the MotoGP. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well